If you had the opportunity to ask for anything, I mean anything, what would you ask for? If the sky was the limit, what's on your list? I mean, roll with me for a second. Imagine luxury, riches, pleasures, sex, power, fame, all at your disposal. What are you going to ask for? You know, in this text that we're going to be in today, we're going to hear what King David would say. As the king of Israel, he tasted the fruit of what the world could offer. Yet, his answer is quite surprising. My name is Ernie. And my name is Stephen, and this is Devout, an invitation to pause and set our minds on things above. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at Psalm 27.4, and it says this. David writes, and he says, One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And today we're going to focus in on this first phrase, one thing have I asked of the Lord. And I like how you set it up. And I think it's helpful for us to put ourselves a little more in the context of of David and really think about where was he coming from? What was he facing? And you know, when you read the Psalms, you are reminded often that David was under attack. seems like almost all the time somebody was attacking him and his people. And yet his one thing that he asks for was not protection. It wasn't a military victory. I've never served in the military, so I I don't honestly know what it's it's like to realize that there are people who want to overthrow your government or kill you. But I have to believe it would be really natural for me to ask God for just one thing, which is protection from my enemy. And look, there's definitely nothing wrong with asking God for protection. David reminds himself of that earlier in the chapter. When he says this in verse 3, he says, Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. So he's reminding himself of those things. But then in the very next verse, he asks for one thing, his focal point. And again, it's not protection, but it is to dwell with God, to be with God, to know God. Maybe David also knew that he'd be protected if he was dwelling in God's house. But it's still really interesting that he seeks to be with God rather than just receive God's protection. It reminds me of a verse in Jeremiah 9. He says, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me. That's a powerful reminder that there's really only one thing worth boasting about, only one thing worth seeking. And this is challenging and hard for us. You know, we live in a post-enlightened society. We think that what we need is in what we have. We're looking to progress or engineer the cure of the longing of our soul. What Christianity offers is something different. As Christians, we celebrate the gift of this world and we appreciate creation and all of its gifts God created everything good, and we believe that. Yet, deep within our gut, we believe that we were made for something more. In a way, we are incomplete in and of ourselves. So Christianity, it tells us that God wrote this magnificent story, and he created everything, and then he wrote himself into the narrative, not just as our creator, but as our redeemer, to bring what we longed for, which is himself. And so David understood this. He understood that 
unless God was at the center of his life, the goal of his life, the source of his life, the hope of his life, that everything else would feel incomplete. So David's reminding us that that God is the goal of our life. He is the source of our life. He is the hope of our life. I want to take a step further here, just considering Solomon, the son of David, and how he approached the same topic. In Ecclesiastes 1, he said, I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and striving after wind. I don't want to get morbid here, but, but we're taught over and over and over again in our society that we are to build our own kingdom, that we're to climb the ladder, to find success, to find fulfillment. And man, you can climb all day long and you get to the top of the ladder. And I heard somebody say one time, you'll see that you're actually climbing the wrong wall. And the point is this, that David realized that the longing of his heart, the longing of my heart, and the longing of your heart is found in God. You were talking about this idea that we will be incomplete if we don't know God, regardless of how much wealth or power or how much fame we acquire. You know, Paul recognized this and he shares his own story in Philippians 3. It's actually pretty similar to David's story in that he has a killer resume. He has access to really all of the delights the world has to offer. And he says in Philippians 3, 8, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. For him, even the height of worldly wealth and power or pleasure is really worth nothing compared to knowing Christ. In a similar way, Jesus elevated this idea of knowing God in his final moments with his disciples. He prays this in John 17. He says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So he's saying eternal life is knowing God which seems pretty similar to David and Paul, focusing on their one thing to dwell with God and know God. So the question for us as we bring this episode to a close is really pretty simple. What's your one thing? Sometimes we're consciously asking God for something. We're focused on one thing. But, you know, this passage to me is a real serious challenge to ask, is our one thing the right thing? There's nothing wrong at all with praying for healing. There's nothing wrong with asking God to remove a thorn in the flesh. Those are definitely biblical. But are they the ultimate? Are they the one thing? So today's challenge is to think about how would today, just today, be different if we really pray David's prayer that the one thing we seek would be to dwell with God. We'll see you next time.